0: the Lord, my Lord, the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. Amen, uh, how powerful, what a mighty, mighty hour again uh, for the Lord to allow me to come before you and to share with you tremendous oracles and instruction that is coming right now from heaven to the church. We are observing and seeing a very powerful revival upon the face of the earth. It is now very clear that there is a conversation going on between the Lord Jehovah and the Church of Christ. And the Lord is in in nation, is speaking with nation, is preparing the nation, is preparing the universe for the glorious coming of the Messiah, the King of Glory. Now, the book of Psalm, Psalm 108, that's where I want to begin from. And I know that there is a tremendous... uh, observation of uh, thanksgiving that the Lord has visited this land visited the church globally and that the Lord has decided that this be the hour at which he is going to uh, to mark on his prophetic timeline the dispensation of restoration revival repentance renewal and uh, we have also seen The Lord has set up an agency that he has himself authorized on the earth here in the universe. Beyond the earth, the sun involves many other other creation uh, objects above the earth involved. And we know it too well that God himself has also come down to execute the agenda of heaven, his agenda, at this hour. So this is a, a very complicated hour in the church. And I'm so thankful that you found it right Of it to give me a little time Within your lunch hour programming uh, Senior Renson and Senior Kennedy And uh, the ready team The overland broadcast team That are somewhere in Nairobi here And uh, so In this lunch hour I just want to share with you a little bit again On the occurrences On the, the conversation That the Lord is highlighting at this hour Into the hearts and souls of men we know that the glorious prayers I commanded to be lowered from heaven I have been lowered into the sky. The prophecy of January 15th, the year 2017. And I say that that prophecy then became a landmark prophecy that has left an indelible mark within the prophetic timeline of the church. Because for once, now mortal men could behold with their eyes eternity the eternity that God has prepared for them uh, for one, <clears throat> for one uh, mere mortal men with their sinful eyes would be able to behold the everlasting life of heaven that Jehovah has prepared for them and these are great things blessed people and uh, I have been speaking with you on why now why you, why this dispensation this, this and the emphasis about the belovedness, the election that the Lord has laid upon the life of this generation. And it's very sad because some people might simply, might easily go through this dispensation and this hour in the church on earth without ever realizing that this is actually the prime time, that there is a major visitation. But for those that have circumcised years, for those that can listen to the voice of the Lord, that hearken can what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This has become the prime time. This has become the hour at which to repent and turn away from sin and prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah because the writings in the sky are very clear. The writings are in the sky at this hour. And this is the moment when Jehovah Yahweh has decided to reveal himself his people, his redemptive authority over their lives by settling the cloud of his glory upon the crown of he that speaks with you today these two messengers that are walking and roving the earth at this hour and in our conversation about why now why this election we have been drawn to the book of psalm psalm 108 i'm reading verse 8 and it says again psalm 108 verse 8 it says gilead is mine Manasseh is mine. He said, Ephraim is my helmet, while Judah is my sceptre. So this has been a a very, very powerful way in which the Lord is saying that all the things, all things that were created and time and authority and everything, dispensation, are now coming to completion. This is the hour at which the Lord is preparing now to roll out the glorious kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And everything that was set up, even as we have read in the book of Psalms 108, we have read verse 8 when it says, Gilead is mine, Panashe is mine, Ephraim is mine. Then it says, but Judah, however, Judah is my sceptre, meaning the lawgiver. giver. Judah is the ruler. Judah is is the kingship. The reigns have been given, the reigns of power have been given to Judah. And that is the reason why there is this visitation going on now, because now the kingdom of God, he that delivers the kingdom of God, is about to come to the earth and deliver that kingdom upon the face of the universe and creation. And in the book of Genesis, as we advance our conversation, and I know you're observing your thanksgiving, but allow me to do this. The book of Genesis chapter 49, Genesis 49, blessed people, this is what the Lord says. Genesis chapter 49, I'll read a few verses, verse 8, Genesis 49, verse 8, this is what he says, Genesis 49, 8, he says, 8 after 10, he says, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemy. Your father's son will bow down to you. Verse 9, he says, Genesis 49. You are, he's talking to Judah, you are a lion's cub, Judah. You, are, you, you return, you return from prey, my son like a lion he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him Verse ten is particularly important in this framework he says the sceptre will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be His. So this is a very powerful uh, platform that the Lord is using, blessed people, to be able to explain to you why the tremendous visitation over the face of the earth at this hour, and why He has decided to send His two prophets, the dreadful and glorious prophets of the book of Revelation, chapter 11, to come and walk the surface of the earth, and to minister before the Lord of all the earth in such a stunning manner as you saw in Menengai 3, at Menengai 3, and all the other Menengai 2 and 1 and Central Park and everywhere, and Lima, Peru. And he's saying that at this hour, he's saying the scepter, the scepter is already in the hands of the lion of the tribe of Judah, and is able now to roll out. The kingdom of God. You hear the Bible saying, prepare the way for the kingdom of God is near. If there is any one moment at which that scripture in the Bible has now crystallized, precipitated, it is now. This is that hour at which the reality has now dawned upon humanity that yet for sure the kingdom of God is at hand. But be very careful, blessed people, Because this announcement of the coming of the glorious holy kingdom of God and the demand, the requisite holiness, repentance, righteousness, and holiness that is demanded as a means of preparing for the glorious upcoming kingdom of God that has drawn nigh, be careful. This narrative of preparing the way comes parallel with the great fall in the church. The church is seeing one of the biggest falls in the history of creation also. So be careful which side you are. But the Lord has made it so obvious this way by connecting He that speaks with you today the crown of His head to the eternal kingdom of God through the sun openly, publicly in the public space in the crusade and broadcast it globally so that's No fool can err. Even a fool cannot err in identifying the way to the Messiah, where the Messiah is seated in the glorious kingdom of God. No one can fail to see, that's what I read from Isaiah 35, that surely, yes, anybody that wants to enter the kingdom of God, the opportunity has availed itself. And there can be no excuse for anyone to fail to see the way that the Lord has laid very beautifully for this generation. So why God lords the glorious tears of heaven in the eyes of this generation? And I shared with you, and I say, the prophecy of November 1, the year 2006, is now beholding, It's now rolling out, the unveiling of that prophecy, the part one, the first part of its fulfillment, the cloud of glory that I say, heaven opened and came down to the earth that cloud of glory pouring upon the face of the earth upon upon he that speaks with you blessed people what an awesome time in the history of the church and so that first half the first part of that prophecy being fulfilled in such a stunning way in such a shocking way such a mighty shocking way and the Lord is doing so to be able to develop for you the cascade the chronology, that look, in that prophecy, if you follow it carefully, after the glory came down, heaven opened, the glory came down, prior to the darkness of the, of the earth, preparing the way, in other words, the Latin glory glory promised, in other words, and then the wedding ring, humongous wedding rings, I do not know whether they are bigger than the earth, two of them placed at the entrance to heaven, As in, then that event, they fall. That event happens the event of the rapture of the church, the event of the coming of the Messiah, the event of the kidnapping of the bride, the snatching away of the church, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. I have seen the Messiah coming for the church. What an awesome dispensation that can hear clearly and directly from the mouth of he that has seen the coming of the Messiah. I have seen the coming of the Messiah and the church he takes is a holy church, a righteous church, a church without wrinkle, without spot. I've talked about the garment of that church. And so in your lunch hour session, if you allowed me to come in, as you have, then you see the most important message that comes through is that this is the hour for preparing the garment of righteousness for the glorious coming of the Messiah, to make amends in the life of man, the life of the church, to stop the apostasy you see in the church globally to stop the sexual sin that has marooned, has marauded the house, has walked into the house, has defiled the holy temple of the Lord, the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit, the hearts of men, the hearts of the believers. And advancing these blessed people, why you saw the visitation you see now at Menengai, and even yesterday, the conversation here was so tremendous by voice, when the Lord was speaking to the two mega-prophets, and you can see even their... Their formation is a war formation. These are not your friends. They have come to combat Satan and sin and prepare a depraved generation for the glorious, sparkling, and brilliant, magnificent kingdom of God. So there is work. There is a beautiful work and the enabling power of the Holy Spirit at hand. Available, blessed people. So this is the time of the great glory this is the time of great power. The Lord is demonstrating power. Because we know that when the Son of Man comes for the charge, He will come great power, great glory, great trumpet of God, great shout of God, great voice of the archangel. The reign of the King of the universe will roll out in the eyes of man, the eyes of the nation. And He will snatch away and kidnap the bride. And you can compare that with the book of Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 11. When he came in the manger to be abused on the cross, when he came meek, he was humiliated. When he was abused, he was blackmailed, he was ridiculed, he was tortured, he was slandered. They falsely accused him and killed him in shame. So they set a sharp, stark contrast between that coming, which is ingrained in your mind, and this coming when he comes as the triumphant king. Why? Because he saying that the scepter will now not depart from the hand of Judah. That Judah has taken up the scepter, the reign of God, and is ready to roll out the glorious kingdom of God. He's not coming to preach in the byways, in the road of Nakuru Shabbat, London Nakuru. He's not coming to preach in Ronda and Akuru. But he's now coming as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you look at the book of Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 5, But I thank you for allowing me to interrupt your beautiful worship. But worship uh, it's celebrating the visitation of the hour. But this is important for a moment now. Uh, the book of Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Verse 5 of Revelation chapter 5. I begin for it this. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll and look inside. Then, one of the elders said to me, Do not we see the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He has triumphed, And he is able to open the scroll and his seven fields. Remember, I've seen the opening of these fields. Remember, I have seen the scroll. I beheld the scroll of God in my hand also. Those that have followed from 2005. Then I saw a lamb looking that he, like he had been slain, standing in the center at the center of the throne of God, and circled by the four living creatures and the elders. And it goes on and on. So the triumph, the triumph that the lion of the tribe of Judah, the triumph that Judah has delivered into the kingdom of God, the triumph of purchasing man into the glorious kingdom, deliverance for man, the salvation of all mortal men into the glorious kingdom of our God. What an awesome king. The reason... The cloud of God has come to Menengai 3 to prepare the way. Because the glorious kingdom of God is about to consume the consummation of that kingdom. Therefore, the clarion call for repentance and turning away from sin. That let all religions now stop what they are doing. And everybody, mouth every flesh and blood, now receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Be born again, be baptized. In complete immersion of water and baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire and prepared in fulfillment of all righteousness to enter the kingdom of glory, the kingdom of heaven, and meet your God face to face. What an awesome time, blessed people! But this triumph you see him talk about that we have read in Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, and I want to repeat the book of Numbers. Numbers Numbers 24, verse 17 again. I want to repeat, I want to read that scripture again. Numbers 24 17. Look at what he says here. And he says, again, number 24, 17. He says here. Numbers 24, 17. This is what he says. I see him. But not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A sceptre will rise out of Israel. He will crush the forehead of Moab. the skulls of all the people of the ship. And he goes down there and he says, Adam will be conquered and so forth, so forth. Talked about the victory that Judah would deliver, the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I take you back that you may understand how everything now fits in together. That the plan of the prophetic timeline, the blueprint of creation by God now fits in when you go to the book of Genesis chapter 3.15. Genesis 3.15 he says, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And then he says, And I'll put enmity between you and the woman. He's talking to serpents. And between your offspring, the children of serpents, and her. He will crush your head, like we have seen in Numbers 24, crushing the head of Bob. He will crush your head. And you will strike his heels as we saw on the cross. And yet you see, when that triumph and victory is delivered, then the book of Isaiah chapter 9, behold, when now the government shall be upon, shall raise on his shoulders, he shall be the beholder of the reins of the power of the kingdom of God. The reason you're celebrating the visitation of Benengai Why? Because the Messiah is coming. The kingdom of God is now near. The Messiah is coming. And the Lord is saying, you are celebrating this. Why? Because you are very much cognizant of the fact that the kingdom of God is near. And you are preparing for the final deliverance. Final delivery of the church into heaven. How powerful a generation, blessed people. And you see in Isaiah chapter 9 You can read it on and on From verse 6 it says For unto us a child is born To us a son is given And the government will be on his shoulders And he will be called counselor Wonderful counselor Mighty God Everlasting Father The King of Salem The Prince of Peace and of the greatness and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever the zeal of the Lord Yahweh the Lord God Jehovah will accomplish this very powerful blessed people talking about the reign of the Messiah, the kingdom that is coming. Talking about the triumphant lion of the tribe of Judah. And how he's bringing forth the glorious kingdom of God. That now the entire kingdom of God will be laid upon him. The authority given to him. Not anyone else. How beautiful, blessed people. But finally... We are going home. The reign of the Messiah is coming. It will not be full of scandal and corruption and malice like the devil has done things here. No. It will be a powerful reign, a righteous kingdom, a just kingdom full of justice and righteousness, a holy kingdom. There will be no homosexuality there, no sin, no death. No lie. A vision will not be there. What an awesome moment, blessed people. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. Ephesians 1, 10. I see someone is tapping on my phone and is listening on my phone. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. He says, to be put, to be put in into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth and under Christ. In other words, to complete the prophecy of God, the entire Bible. To put together and complete the the, the blueprint, the plan of God for creation. To finally deliver the glory of kingdom of God. Why the scepter is in the hands of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah. How powerful is the people. The reason you see the visitation of God the Father, He comes out Himself to visit He that speaks with you and settle on the crown of his head and walk with him in a dispensation before the eyes of men and everybody sees to make a statement that finally the kingdom of God is come. It is coming, prepare the way Be righteous And don't be lied to by the preachers you see on your global TV Who tell you don't worry This is the dispensation of the grace He paid it for you You don't have to struggle for righteousness No, no, no The son of the living God himself paid this horrendous price And the Bible says For without holiness Nobody will see Jehovah Will see the kingdom of God Will see the Lord So when he brought the grace, never was he meant, never did he intend to mean that God is now not holy, or that God does not uphold his standard of of righteousness and holiness. Make sure you prepare according to the requirements, the requisites of God. And he says, in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10, he says here, In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the people. And the nations will, they will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. He's talking about the coming of the Messiah, when all the nations now will be drawn to him. He said, when I die and I resurrect, and I, I, I ascend to heaven, I will draw all men to me, all nations. There you go. The hour of power, blessed people. What an awesome generation. The hour of power is coming. God himself has descended. Descended on you that speaks with you to make the point that we are now preparing the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Nothing less. The moment of reality, everything other story the storybook, tales, and what have you, is now going to crystallize the glorious kingdom of God. And that's when we will know who have been for God. Who have been for the Lord. And who haven't been for the Lord. And he says in Proverbs chapter thirty, verse 17, he says, The eye that mocks a father, that scones an aged mother, will be pecked out by the ravines of the valley will be eaten by the vultures. The moment of reality is coming when the mockers, those who have been mocking the gospel, they will be put to account. When the slanderers, those who have been slandering God, the abusers, the abusive abusers will be put to task. How awesome! What a celebratory moment, hallelujah! When God will now judge his enemies that have attempted to, 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 to blackmail his programs on the earth. Blackmail him. The moment of reality, blessed people, the moment of truth. The kingdom of God is coming. Look how he's speaking now. Talking about the glorious kingdom of God. The mighty kingdom of Yahweh. And that's why. I'm simply explaining to you why you are celebrating in Kenya. You're building. The national month. This month, you're observing a national thanksgiving. To thank Him that He has opened your eyes. Your eyes have beheld eternity while you are still mortal. So you can essentially hold, behold it, and prepare substantively for the glorious kingdom of God. And I know my time is running out, but in real quick, He says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, 14, He says, In my vision at night I looked and there before me was one Like the son of man Coming with the cloud of heaven He approached the ancient of days How? Wow Very mighty He approached the ancient of days And was led into his presence He was given authority Glory And sovereign power All the nations and the peoples Of every language Worship him His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. It will never fade away. It will never die. And His kingdom is one that will never, ever be destroyed. Hallelujah! He is coming. Prepare the way, blessed people. The reason you see the heavenly envoy, the angels of heaven are ministering, sometimes sick, sometimes free, some heaven sent envoy to prepare because the kingdom of God is near. The Messiah, the deliverer, the beholder of the reign is coming. And he's coming as a triumphant king. He's not coming anymore as meek, humiliated, abused, blackmailed, ridiculed, under-tortured, falsely accused, and killed in share As he did in the first one, the first coming, when he went to the cross. But as a triumphant king, and his reign, his kingdom, will last forever. Who doesn't want to enter such a kingdom that has no end? Hallelujah. Who does not want to enter that kingdom that has no end? Everybody wants to enter there. And I'll come to you, blessed people, again in the course of this lunch hour with more of these wonderful nuggets, wonderful preparatory messages, preparation, foundational for this hour to prepare a generation of fallen people, to prepare them for the glorious everlasting, the splendorous, the brilliant, magnificent kingdom of God, the most treasured New Jerusalem. Look at how he lowered the stairs of the New Jerusalem. Very powerful. So, Senior senior Wilson, can you play for me that song, Lord, I Believe, my mixture of Spanish and English, so that we may really go into this wonderful preparation for the glorious coming of the Lion of the tribe of Judah in a triumphant way, the time at which we will celebrate now when our God and our King has come and the devil and his people will be put to the sword. What an awesome generation. An awesome time. Please play for me that song. The Messiah is coming. So that would I, want to Prepare the way. Baruch Hashem. To so shalom. I'll come to you again. In the course of this wonderful lunch hour. If they give me time. I know they have their programs also somewhere. Senior Hilda, Senior Joanne and everybody else are on the other side. But if you give me time, I'll come in still to speak about this wonderful, glorious coming of the Lamb of God, the glorious Lamb that I saw seated, seated at the center of the throne, and his throat was like seated; the blood was flowing over the glory of his chest, and the fact sitting on a glory in a glorious seat, a tremendous seat with a throat gloriously white, I cannot describe. When I stood before the throne of God. And also when, uh, when the two of us looked on both sides, sat on both sides of the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant of God and the throne of God and looked inside, inside the ark of the covenant of God. Be careful now, blessed people, Why the glory always, always points through the sun. Be careful now as I sign out, if you allow me to read Revelation, the book of Revelation, as I sign out, Revelation 19, as I sign out, be careful now, everything is coded. Everything in this visitation is concealed. That's why for some time you thought it was one, that they were one. Then later you found that they were more than one. Everything is concealed. Then you found there th- are three. There are not only two, there are three. Then at one point you found that they are actually sick. And the enigma continues because of the sovereignty of God. God need not consult with anyone. Especially at such prime time when the kingdom of the Messiah. The Messiah is about to come. The darling of heaven. About to come to deliver the kingdom of God. Revelation chapter 19. I'm reading 17. While the glory points through the sun. Be careful. Everything is concealed. Everything is hidden. And he says, and I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair. Come gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of the kings, the generals, and the mighty of horses, and their riders, and the flesh of all the people, free and slave. Great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, meaning the antichrist, and the armies gathered together to wage war against the ride right of the white horse. That's the Messiah. And his army. That's the heavenly army. They were preparing to wage war. The Antichrist, the false prophet many were preparing the enemies of God that you see today, and then the Antichrist that is coming and all that waging war. Let me say verse twenty. But the beast was captured, and with it, the false prophet, who had performed the signs in his behalf, the deluded signs, those false signs. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, now you understand why the fire of Elijah comes down all the time. The burning sulfur, the color, it, it, it pure The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the Messiah, the rider of the white horse. And all the birds gorge them. They, they gorge they themselves on their flesh. They feel their coming on their flesh. Why the glory pierces through the sun? They are all on the other side. Then you hear this happening, standing in the sun and announcing this grand finale. May the Lord bless those who have spiritual ears. The Messiah is coming. Receive Jesus. Be holy. Be righteous. Turn away from sin. Make amends in your ways. Talk the sexual immorality in the church. Be holy. To the rabbi, to the al